to all of us. And I know and understand and, 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 and I believe that you know that he's more than reliable and he is more than worthy of all of our trust. Yes. Amen. Yes. And when we trust God, that mean, and, and, and I heard this morning that there are things that we will not allow. We will not allow sickness or disease or any other thing of the curse or any hex, vex, spell, uh, anything that the enemy would, would try to array against us as people of God. And all of that being said, I just believe and I know that there is no situation or circumstance that cannot be mastered, but it is up to all of us just to continue to have faith in and trust in the Lord. Bottom line, trusting in the Lord. Hallelujah. So the title of the message on this morning is, uh, if you will, if it sounds familiar to you, it probably does. Seven stepping stones. Seven stepping, seven stepping. Seven. See, that's what I do for all that singing. See that? All that, huh? Yeah, Seven stepping stones. The definition of a stepping stone, uh, perhaps you may know them, is something a little different. I mean, all of you that own homes or own properties or any of that, perhaps you have what they call pavers. The word now in this particular time is pavers. Everyone has pavers. They have uh, decorative stones and all of those kinds of things. But the definition of a stepping stone a stone on which to step or raise the feet above a stream or mud or any other kind of thing that you may encounter in life. Some people have those as decorative purposes. Other people have them because they are uh, utilitarian for them in what they do. Stepping stone is a means of progress or advancement. And I'm sure that all of you that have been in and are yet in the workplace have understand those stepping stones and that progression of things that you do as you advance in your career. Yes. You know, in whatever um, uh, chosen profession you may be in. And although this particular scripture was written over 2,000 plus years ago, before Jesus went to the cross of Calvary, God always has a plan and a purpose for us. He prepared that from the foundation of the world for us so that we can even go back and, and get in remembrance of his word and know that what he said way back then when he said, let us make, that his word is yet true and it is as powerful in the earth today if we would use our faith to appropriate all that the Lord provided for us from his, on his, from his finished works on the cross of Calvary. So what we have here in the book of Psalm chapter, as if I were with the children, I would say what we have here is this is Psalm 37 beginning in verse one. Uh, this is a promise of future blessings. It was written by, it is a Psalm of David. Yeah, and it is an experience of David who uh, came up and had many stepping stones in his life from that of a young man as he was a, a tender of the shepherd of, 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 of sheep 
during the time that he became a mighty man of valor and a mighty man of war, amen, and even when he ascended to the throne of Israel yeah. as king. And so he progressed through those stepping stones, and so he understands that progression. And I think that we all need to understand the progression in our lives as the Lord continues to take each one of us to another level or another dimension in him. Verse 1, amen, in your hearing this morning of Psalm 37, fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. One important thing here, I mean, we have so many opportunities throughout the course of the day to fret, to get excited, to get upset, uh, to get in, 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 in strife and in, in, in and, and have be full of anxiety and all of those things. You know, just because of all the things that are going on in the earth today. And he says, David says, fret not thyself because of evildoers. Neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. So D David gives, if you notice now this progression here, he gives one negative instruction right off the bat. And that negative instruction is, don't fret. Now, if you were probably in another church, you know they're probably going through it and say, well, slap hands with your neighbor, look at your neighbor, and tell them and say, don't fret, we're not going to do all of that. I'm looking at each one of you, all of these multitudes of people here that have gathered from the north, the south, the east, and the west on this morning. And what I'm telling you, and I'm looking right at the camera on this morning, and I'm saying, don't fret. Don't fret. The word fret means, it means to burn. It means to get heated up. It means back in the old day, we used to say to get riled up or get fired up about some negativity that's going on. So David's message, even if you are one of those who has a tendency to get riled up, to, to get heated up, and to burn, David's message is just this. Now, wait a minute. Just cool down and keep cool. No matter what the situation or circumstance in your life may be, because the Lord is on your side, just give that situation to him. Just keep cool and calm and collected, and before you know it, that too will pass and everything will be all right, and it will be well with you. The enemy is going to try to certainly uh, put so many things upon us, so many negative things upon us, but because we know that they will never stick because we are continuously clothed in the whole armor of God. We have the blood of Jesus that covers us from the tip of our heads to the soles of our feet down through the tips of our toes. Yes, but everything that we get from God lasts forever. Look in verse 3. So that first stepping stone of the seven is... Don't fret because of evildoers. Just don't fret. That's the first stepping stone. Second stepping stone here is found in verse 3. Trust in the Lord and do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. You know... A fretful heart, people of God, is never a trusting heart when it comes to the things of God. 
it's that way, perhaps where you work, you know. The whole lot of folk that I work, they say, look, I don't trust anybody. Well, yeah, there are certain things that we should never entrust to anybody else. You may want their assistance or them to be able to undergird you, especially depending, and I worked in the electrical industry for a whole lot of years, and somebody said, oh, yeah, that circuit's off, and I know there was 13,000, you know, 200 volts going through that switch gear. That, oh, it's off. Oh, it is? Okay, you say it's off. All right, well, we're going to make sure and check it, and I'm going to make sure I got to go home to my family tonight. Listen, you know, I got people depending on me. I love you and I appreciate you, but when it comes to my personal safety, I'm not trusting anybody. Very few people. There are some people that you can probably count on one hand who I trust to do that. But, yeah, a fretful heart is not a trusting heart. Why is that so? Because it has no joy and no peace. We say that the joy of the Lord is our strength, and the strength of the Lord is our joy. We've heard so eloquently over the last uh, uh, several weeks about keeping and maintaining our joy because it is the joy of the Lord that gives us strength in everything that we do, no matter what we're being confronted with. Faith, as the Bible said, without works is dead. So that means faith and works go together hand in hand. Okay? So if, by chance, the enemy has, has, has bombarded you with, with, with fake news and, 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 and untrue facts and all of those things, don't be fretful over any of that stuff. And don't allow the enemy to tempt you to turn your back on God. Just don't do it, people of God. Don't do it. Here's why that's so. Because if you do turn your back on the Lord, you are saying and you are demonstrating to our Heavenly Father, God Almighty, that God is not faithful and he can't be trusted. Has anybody ever said to you, okay, I'm going to turn my back. There was a, a famous movie back in the day called The Godfather. He said, I'm going to have to turn my back on you. You're dead to me now and all of those kinds of things. That means when, when somebody turned their back on you, you were dead to them. Yeah. Don't ever turn your back on the Lord. God can be trusted. Yeah. So here's the promise here in verse 3. In verse 3, and I'm going to tell you, and I don't know if we have that, in the NIV says, enjoy safe pastures, P-A-S-T-U-R-E-S. Now, the NASB in the New King James Version says, feed on God's faithfulness. Feed on his faithfulness. Because if we are faithful to God, what do you think is going to happen? Then he is going to be faithful to us. Yes. So the first prerequisite is being faithful to God. And then he's going to demonstrate his faithfulness to you. You need to write that down, write it down, and put it in big, bold letters. Trusting in the Lord is a key stepping stone. That is a key mindset that all of us, a key characteristics of who we, characteristics of who we are in Christ. That is to trust in the Lord. Hallelujah. Yeah. Why should we trust in the Lord? 
because it's really good for us spiritually, it's good for us physically, it's good for us mentally, it's good for us socially and financially. Trusting in the Lord is good for us in every area of our lives. But if you refuse to trust in the Lord, let me just use this as an analogy, you are going to continue to get bumps and bruises and splinters in your life. There's always gonna be some things that are, that, are, that are sticking you, okay? Always gonna be some things that come up in your life that you'll never be able to get over. If you don't give them to the Lord, there are always going to be some things that are going to be jabbing you and prodding you and poking you. And some things that you can never ever get around if you don't trust in the Lord. Any child of God who refuses to trust him will continue to get splinters. Have you ever had a little splinter in your life? It's just one of those little, little uh, 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 irritating things. And I thought I had, was that you, Pastor Dory, the other day when I just happened to be it, I was, you know, like that and, and felt something. He said, oh, well, I can get that out. I have something to get that out and all. And, you know, it appeared to be a splinter. And I used to get those all the time as a kid, you know. And then they'd, they'd show up and, you know, they'd just get deeper and they'd get ripped. Well, anyway, we're not talking about that today. I want to tell you today, hallelujah, that we need to trust God and the breaking news is that our Heavenly Father God knows exactly what he's doing. Would you agree with that, people of God? Amen. Well, it's true if you agree or not. Well, then, we have to trust the Lord enough to entrust him even in those times when we would rather not trust him. There's an expression that so many people use, and that is, oh, I got this. No, no, no. No help. I got it. You know, it's amazing sometimes when you're going in and out of a store, specifically, you know, when people are coming out of the store and you want to hold the door for them and all, oh, no, I'm good. And they've got, you know, the big, you know, 24-ounce cup of coffee and they got their, you know, the, the sandwich and the donut in their mouth and, you know, all the other things and you're trying to hold, oh, no, no, I got it. Okay, you got it. Boom. Well, Verse 5 in the Message Bible says this. Trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure out everything on your own. How many, all of us in here today, we trust God from the bottom of our hearts, do we not? Amen. Amen. Look in verse 4. The third stepping stone. Delight thyself also in whom? In the Lord. And he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Not he may, he shall, meaning it will be done beyond the shadow of a doubt. So that word here, uh, translated delight, comes from a root word that means to be brought up in luxury and to be pampered. I think we all like to be spoiled and, and pampered every now and then, do we not? So then if we truly delight ourselves in the Lord, then the number one desire of our hearts will be to know him better so that we can then even know him more and more. Yes, thank you, Lord. Lord, thank you. you know, your, 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 your significant other, your, your, your spouse, once you knew them, perhaps, you know, there was not, you know, that immediate attraction in some way, but as you came to know them, you know, the more you knew about them, the more you got to know them. Uh, you became more familiar with their idiosyncrasies and, and, and all of the other things. It just endeared you to them even more and more. Yeah. 
It is the same way with the Lord when we spend the time with him, when we meditate, when we give the first fruits of our day, our week, you know, to the Lord and we just spend time with him and we understand that he is a good God. He wants, he wants uh, good things for us and he has thoughts and plans for us, not of evil, but for good. You can trust somebody like that, that distributes and, and, and demonstrates those characteristics. Verses five and six, the fourth stepping stone. Commit thy way unto the Lord, trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. And he shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light and thy judgment as the noonday. That verb commit means to roll off your burden. Just get rid of it, shake it off, roll it off, throw it off, whatever it takes. God doesn't take our cares and burdens so that we can become irresponsible people. And I don't know if you've heard this or not, I can remember when, you know, uh, when there was something as, as a child I desired and all of that, and I wanted to go right to the top. I always wanted whatever was on the top shelf. I didn't want to start on the bottom shelf. I wanted what was ever on top. It was always, no, 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 no. You start here. Okay, and then once you prove yourself faithful and worthy of that, then, you know, we'll think about, you know, maybe doing something a little better for you the next time. Amen. But sometimes, you know, even people of God are like that. You know, we really want to start at the top. Well, after all, we should, though, because we're the head and not the tail. Hallelujah. We are above only and never again beneath. So again, if we truly delight in the Lord, then the number one desire of our heart will be to know him better so that we can know him more. So once you get to know him better, then you'll learn to, learn, learn to know him and to love him even more. Verses 5 and 6 here, the fourth stepping stone. All right, we said that already, did we not? Amen. All right. God doesn't take our cares and burdens so that we can become irresponsible, but so that we can serve him better. Sometimes less care means we become careless. And when we become careless, that leads to failure. None of us want to fail in life. None of us want to be failures in anything that we do. And we say that we don't have a care, that we are to cast our cares upon the Lord because he cares for us. When we roll our burdens and our cares over on him, Amen. We can trust him because he's going to take care of the situation and the circumstance. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Mm. To commit ourselves to the Lord means entrusting everything. It means trusting our lives, our families, our jobs and possessions to his control and to his guidance. Lord, I'm giving this to you. I'm trusting it to you. And I know that you are able to keep that which I commit to you against that day. Right. Hallelujah. Talking to uh, a friend and he was telling me about uh, one, of his, uh, uh, one of his sons, his teenage son. And it was his uh, teenage son's desire. He had this newfound determination that he wanted to build bulging muscles. So the following father took his teenage son to the, uh, uh, to the store, to the uh, store where they saw all of that kind of equipment, where they were selling weightlifting equipment and all of that. 
And they were there and they were looking around and they, they were admiring all the weights and all of the equipment and all of that. And this teenage son began to say, Dad, please, Dad, please, please, Dad. If you buy me these weights, I promise I'll use them every day. And then the dad said, well, I don't know about that. Mm -hmm. it's, you know, if, if we buy these weights, you know, it's really going to be a commitment on your part. But please, Dad, please, Dad, please, Dad. Dad said, well, you know what, too? You know they're not cheap either. You know that. And the son said, well, Dad, I'll use them every day. I promise I'll use them every day. I promise, I promise. You just wait and see. So finally, the teenage son won over his father. The father paid for the equipment and headed for the door. And after a few steps, he heard his son behind him say, what? Dad, I can't believe this. You mean I have to carry them out to the car? <laughs> now, we've got some weights, you know, that, that I keep at a certain place in the garage. And every now and then I'll see them moved. And I know nobody moved them so they could use them. I think they moved them just so they could prop a door open or do something with, you know, or, or, or smash an ant or one of the crickets running around in there, you know, or some of that. But I know they weren't used for physical bodybuilding purposes and all of that. Sometimes we ask for things with good intentions, but we know that our good intentions are not ever going to last that long. Mm -hmm. Commitment, commitment, commitment to the Lord is important for us. The fifth stepping stone, verse 7, rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his way, because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. That word rest in literally means to be silent and to be still. When you are at rest, be silent and be still. That describes to me a, a calm surrender to the Lord. When Lord, you got it, I don't need to carry it. You are the one who never slumbers or sleeps, giving this situation to you, and Lord, I am going to be at rest. Yes. There's so many people, and you know that, that today, and, and I talk to people, you know, and say, well, we, 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 we try to have some quiet time before bed, it, 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 whenever we can do that. And some folks sleep with the TV on all night. I used to be one of those back in the day, you know, way back, and I used to sleep with KYW News Radio on all night. And it got to the point it aggravated my mom and dad so much. I said, well, you turn that right, you got that, they're talking about this happening, this negative thing, and all of those kinds of things. But it was just something. But they didn't realize that I had come out of a, of a war zone. I had come out of a combat zone. And just that cacophony and that fog of war was always in my mind and, and in my head all the time and I just needed that that was part of my getting back you know into the normal routine of things but creative silence that is a rare commodity today even in church worship services People just can't tolerate, you know, just silence and being silent for a moment. But unless we learn to wait on the Lord, we will never experience his peace. 
And for us to get up upset because things are not working out or the perception is things are not working out for you the way that you want them to work out and you get upset with God is a trick of the enemy. Remember what the scripture says, rest in the Lord for the battle is not yours. It belongs to God. Six stepping stone, cease from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. Verse 8 in the message. Bridle your anger. Trash your wrath. Cool your pipes. It only makes things worse. Cease from anger. Don't lose your temper. Cease from anger. Don't lose your temper. Trash your wrath. Bridle your anger. Cool your pipes. If you do evil, don't think you can get by with it. Why? For evildoers shall be cut off. Verse 9, the seventh stepping stone. But those that wait upon the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. Wait upon the Lord, wait patiently for him, people of God. That's the most needful word for today. Wait upon the Lord, wait patiently for him. And after we have committed all to the Lord, Stop doing things according to our own will and way. There's a danger of growing weary in your well-doing. But waiting is the final step. Waiting is the final step. The other night, Pastor Dora and I, out, she came in late. And we were a little hungry, so we said, okay, come on, let's, let's take a run. We had to take care of some business. And we said, on the way home, let's stop and stop at the fast food restaurant here and let's, let's Let's, let's get a quick bite to eat. We'll get it to go. And we put our order in. Uh, it, took me a, it took me a while, uh, you know, when the person came up on the screen and said, may I help you? And, and I said, well, you know, if you could just give us a few minutes until we decide what we wanted. But then after we decided what we wanted, and then we put our order in. The person that was taking the order had waited there patiently. I thought they were gone. And I said, okay, give you, I'm ready to give you. Okay, great. I expected it was going to be another 20 minutes before they came back. But they were right there, and that's just the way the Lord is in our lives. And so we put our order in. We ordered food, and so we ordered French fries with that meal. And so when we ordered those French fries, Pastor Dora always likes them hot. She said, you want to eat this? No, I'm driving. I'm not eating. You know. So she ate her French fries on the way, and man, they were smelling good. They were smelling real good, real good. And I was tempted for a little while to pull over to the side of the road and eat those french fries. But if Pastor Dora had waited just a few minutes, and we waited there at that window for just a few minutes when we were waiting for our meal to come out. But you know what? It was well worth the wait, wasn't it, Pastor Dora? Those fries were hot, and my order was just the way I wanted it. Praise be to God. So all I'm saying is, as I close this up today, people of God, so if you want run-of-the-mill living, then just keep on like you're going. Keep on doing what you're doing. But if you want something special, something designed just for you with your name written on it, sometimes you're going to have to pull over to the side and let God work on your special request even if it means takes time in delivering something with your name on it. 
And God has a purpose in everything. And the Lord directs the steps of the godly. And he delights in every detail of our lives. Everything in your life has been carefully orchestrated by a strategic God for our benefit and for his glory. Yes. Remember that. Yes. Everything in your life has been carefully orchestrated by a strategic God for our benefit and his glory. Do I need to say it again? Amen. You can look at it tomorrow night. You can get it. You can write that note down if you haven't gotten it. Everything in your life has been carefully orchestrated by a strategic God for our benefit yes. and for his glory. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you would like to support this ministry, consider giving online. Visit www.rwolfc.com for articles, blog posts, message references, and our monthly calendar of events. 